0: Or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show, ladies and gentlemen, ladies. Welcome to Preston's Super Show. I am your host, Preston Olson. Here we are. We made it to Thursday. It came so quick, didn't it? I dropped the podcast, you know, every day last week, um, and then all of a sudden, Monday comes, I drop a explosive episode that's up there for everybody to listen to for eternity. And... Wow, I laid it down on that podcast, I was so proud of that podcast, I just let it sit there for two days, like leftovers, and now it's Thursday, Uh, we're we're approaching the weekend, some people call Thursday Friday Junior, I'm a little bit hip to that, I'm a little bit new to that, but uh, I come from a little bit of the, the old school, I come from a little bit of the new school. I call it Preston School, so you have tuned into Preston School right now. That's what I should have called the podcast, Preston School. Everybody would be coming, but since the Preston is a super show, people are intimidated a little bit. But they'll come around. They'll come around, too. But today's a wonderful day. Super windy out. You know, we've been having a ton of wind come across the Midwest. Uh, you know, I'm not... Look, I'm a conservative man, you know what I mean? But look, God faith, freedom, a little bit of God, guns, and glory in your life is going to do you a lot of good, just like a shave and a shower. It's going to do you a lot of good. But when it comes to this weather, climate change is a real thing. Climate's changing all the time. Um, No doubt about it. Um, How we go about it is where everybody gets hung up and what everybody gets hung up on is about how we go about fixing it. Um, So I think banning the leaf blowers, uh, but you know what I mean? Do I think that's going to make a big dent in the uh, in the climate change movement? No, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's pushing any. I don't think that's helping people join your cause. Like, look, I, I don't have a leaf blower. Right. But if I did, it would be nice, you know, but I don't have one. So it's like one of the things is like, I don't care if someone else has one. I feel like when people start wanting people not to have things. There's a little bit of envy there. I can't back that up, I can't support that Um, I don't support taking things away from people, I could support you know, people paying more uh, for certain things like the big billionaires that get away without paying any taxes Um, if they actually are found to not be paying taxes on their businesses and using all these loopholes and financial engineering well then yeah I believe they should be paying more, you know what I mean and if you got billionaires like Bill Gates and others um, saying that hey uh i I'll, i'm happy to pay more well put your money where your mouth is because you can actually pay you know pay more uh and, and have more taken out of, of your taxes so let's let's talk about that and get that conversation going for the billionaires right that would that would be a important conversation to have well Put your money where your mouth is. Then do it. You know what I mean? And put up. Do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. So here we are. Thursday breaking down. NFL. Week 15. Do you believe it? We made it to week 15 in the NFL. I'm a little sad. It's been this... Like we've come this far. I mean... Folks, this is... We, we have seen a lot. So at week 15 time's running out for a lot of teams like time is running out and this is gonna be the best week of the season yet you watch you wait and see last week was a dud last week was hard to get interest uh, interested in a lot of these games Kind of the the angle I took on those picks last week um was just you know a, a, a handful of upsets. Handful of favorites, but a lot of prime time matchups. On the season, my head to head record stands at 117 and 89 picking head to head winners And in, in the NFL this season. Um, and pick, skin, pick them on ESPN. And this has just been, uh, you know, and incredibly uh, tough to pick to figure out um, I think you know in, in all practicality that this is the toughest week to pick games like it's finally got to the point where some teams look like they should and other teams um kind of don't a little bit a little bit of... Uh, what is that? Kind of a hangover effect. A little bit of a carryover effect. And you know, this time of year happens fast. So you got to be locked in. You got to be tapped in. Stay focused. Because this time of year, will just zoom and it's gone. Um, so enjoy this time right now. Because you're about to get hit with uh, two bowl games tomorrow uh, for college football. <clears throat> so the football is really picking up now. You're going to be getting football like every day. You got Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. That's a little bit of a meh. Meh. Do I really want to see uh, Toledo out here? In this next game, we got uh, NIU versus Coastal Carolina. Okay. That one you might be interested in. There might be some of that you want to see. But, overall, there's uh, 44 games uh, in bowl season. Uh, In bowl mania, I should say. So, uh, Toledo and NIU are tomorrow. Now, I'm going to do the bowl uh, preview. And kind of run through these games. Give you my picks for each game. And just have some fun with it. And uh, try try to find a few spots to bet on. But, it'll be mostly just... Telling you who I think is gonna win those games and and just talking about the talent uh and, and where that kind of is on the team and, and who to look for who's actually gonna be going pro who's coming you know back that type of deal I I really want to just put that up later tonight you know what I mean like maybe after Thursday night football but to me it's just one of those things that's like even if I put it up tomorrow, I don't want to give it give it to you too late. So I feel like maybe tonight will be better for that show. But it is a lot of games, so it'll be more of a fly-through because it's 44 games. But someone needs to take you through these games and actually tell you what's going on because you're probably going to hear different pieces, different parts, and if you turn on ESPN or CBS or Fox Sports, you'll see the main ones they want to talk about and that's just They only talk about it from a betting perspective um, on CBS. They only talk about it from a sports philosophy perspective on ESPN. And Fox Sports, I really don't know what they're talking about. It seems like everybody's different. It seems like it's just a a bunch of talk shows. That's what it seems like to me. It's just a bunch of different talk shows. I, I mean, it's sports, but it's really in a talk show format and it's a little bit whatever like without the little videos that they show and roll there would be nothing that would be no one would watch that they're watching for the little clips they play like they can't just go pull up youtube and look they just need to you know have that little void people's people want that voice and want to be able to see who's talking i i completely understand it but it's also the oldest trick in the book see if you see me talking now you're worried about what I'm wearing, now you're looking at my hairdo, now you're looking at my uh, eyebrows, now you're just anything, you're, you're not focusing on the message anymore you know what I mean, the message has got away from you so back to NFL week 15 leading off with tonight's game Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers battle of the AFC West battle of Two young, talented quarterbacks. Two stellar offenses. Two defenses uh, that are really sink-or-swim defenses. Like, they're either sinking from the time that ball's kicked off or they're swimming from the ball that time kicks off. Um, So, I expect quite a lot of points tonight. Uh, You know, I don't think... This is a game that all of a sudden both these defenses just start stymieing everything. Chris Jones, the defensive end for the Chiefs, is on the COVID-19 list. There's a hundred players on the COVID-19 list. It's it's out of control, um, and it's another reason I kind of gave NBA and NHL a break uh, this week was because you got the Bulls missing ten games, you got the Blackhawks dealing with postponements um, and tons of players coming down with COVID all of a sudden. So it's just one of those things where it's like I'm not going to be you know the two the two teams I actually really want to talk about because of my teams the Bulls and the Blackhawks I can't even talk about because there's nothing happening so it's like eh we're going to give that a rest so that, that bugged me and then I was like you know so that's why I kind of was just like man let me put that up for you on Monday and then circle around the football on Thursday. Have some other stuff ready. You know what I mean for the site and just stuff like that. But you no, know, uh, the Chiefs tonight with Patrick Mahomes on the road. Uh, it's it's really hit and miss. I mean, I feel like if this game was at Arrowhead, I'd be on the Chiefs. But I feel like because they're playing in L.A., even though the fan base is like finicky. Um it doesn't really change any it doesn't really change anything in the game. Like the overs at 53 and a half. That tells me they expect a lot of points. And then uh the Chiefs favored minus three. There's some value there with the chargers, but this thing loses control at the end. You're gonna be wishing that you just stayed away from it. So I came up with two wagers for us. Uh, the first one we got is a uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, plus two and a half on the first half spread coming back at minus one Oh five odds. Then we have Patrick Mahomes over 0.5 interceptions that is I believe he throws one interception tonight, if not more, but at least one. And that's plus 110 odds. I had that hit in his last game. So I'm going right back to the well with that. No problem. Um, You know, you really got the the battle of the two, like the haves and have-nots, right? Like the Chiefs have been there. They've had it. They've done it. Uh, They're kind of getting back into that form a little bit. And then this COVID thing happened, and now all of a sudden there's a lot of problems. And their offense wasn't even at full speed yet. So then you have the Chargers, whose offense is like a week-to-week offense. Like some weeks they're really good, some weeks they're not so good. And in the, the last game they played, uh, they played a lot better. But both of these teams are barely above 500. Uh, When it comes to playing at home and playing away, so it's really like it's really like you know splitting hairs, and you might as well go with what I told you here because the middle of the field is going to be very uh, open tonight for for Patrick Mahomes. Okay, what the what the Chargers will do. Is want to limit Tyree Kill in his catches downfield and Travis Kelsey in his catches downfield. They're gonna force Patrick Mahomes to hand the ball off and throw the ball over the middle. That's where the interception can come in play early, because with the linebackers being there and the safety shadowing, it's it's a recipe for an an, an interception. Uh, the way this Chargers defense schemes it, so. I, I really like that. That's my best bet for you. And then the other one, I just, you know, let's say you're, let's say you wager $100. Okay. You're going to do half of that on this spread. Okay. So if you do $50 as your, is your unit, I want you to use half a unit. Okay. Don't use a full unit, but charges plus two and a half first half spread. See, I kind of got my eye. On this, I got a little bit of a pulse for the Chiefs. Slow starting. Very slow starters. Their games where they've won uh, against AFC opponents um, in their conference. It's been bad in the beginning. And then in the end, in the last two quarters, usually third quarter, fourth quarter, they've fired it up. So, I'm liking the first half spread. Get, your, get in and get out um and not be locked into it for the whole game but I do like the over you know personally I think the over is a good spot I don't I don't think you're being fooled there uh because I do think you get a lot of points um but Herbert uh right now let's see right now he's completing more passes. He's got more yards, and he's got more touchdowns, less interceptions. So Herbert's the better quarterback right now as far as efficiency. Uh, and then Eckler's a little bit banged up. He's questionable. He's not at 100%. Neither really is Clyde Edwards-Solerino. Like, he was, he hasn't been at 100% either. So uh, the, the Chiefs have their own issues. But I'm not going to back away from the Chargers in this game. Um, they're seven and six against the spread, so you know the Chiefs have a losing record at, against the spread. But uh, I'm gonna roll with that charge. So I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna take them in the, you know, uh, the points and the fur in the first half, and then just you know enjoy the rest, you know, and root for Patrick Mahomes to throw the interception if he hasn't by halftime. Um, also in the simulations here that I have. Uh, see, I'm going to simulate this game for you, out of uh, 758 simulations, uh, the Chargers won 548 times, the Chiefs won 210 times, Um, so, for, you know, a little bit of, you know, info there, um, there you go, you know. next game will be on Sunday we'll lead off with the Carolina Panthers versus the Buffalo Bills which is going to be a good game it's going to be close too like the Panthers on the spread is where to be in that game um, because Buffalo's coming in as a heavy favorite like a real heavy favorite and uh, the Panthers aren't a bad team like they f- they've fallen off from where they were three weeks ago but they're not a bad team. <clears throat> not at all. Nope. They, they are actually a good team. And the main thing that they're struggling with is their defense right now. Their defense is having problems stopping people. And if they could stop opposing offenses and help and get that defense off the field, they can close the gap. They can make it a, a struggle. And uh, Buffalo Bills got Josh Allen coming to Questionable. Jerry Hughes, the defensive end, questionable. Uh, Tredavious White, their cornerback, he's on IR. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver, he's doubtful. Uh, Tywan Jones, running back, he's questionable. Uh, Panthers have some serious injuries. Michael Jordan, uh, their guard, offensive guard, he's questionable. Christian McCaffrey, he's out. DJ Moore, he's questionable, he's been questionable for a while. Sam Darnold's on IR. Stanley Thomas Oliver, the third cornerback. He's on IR, as of today. So, uh, some serious injuries on both sides. I'm loving the, the Panthers on the spread, plus ten and a half. You're, you're kidding me. Um, Josh Allen will do his thing and light it up. Like I always tell you, it's a thing of beauty. That guy is really talented. He's really good at what he does. Let me have a sip of coffee here. <sighs> Seattle's best. I drink Seattle's best. Okay. It's the best coffee. Tried 100 brands. 100 times. Nothing competes with Seattle's best. All right. There we go. Um, <clears throat> This is a game that you may see in overtime in this game, folks. I think the Bills win it. But I like the Panthers to keep it close. And uh, just because the Bills defense is like, really tough. And I think it takes like a good scheme, a good game plan for the Panthers to win this game. Um, they've shaken things up in their organization lately, so I think that this team's gonna rally. I think you get a rally out of this team in the in this game and they cover the spread backdoor cover. Our game's at noon Three days from now on Sunday. Uh, or no, wait, let's see. On the 19th, so. Yeah, Sunday. I was hoping we get a Saturday NFL game. It won't be that generous yet. Coming, it's coming soon. We'll be getting Saturday NFL games. <coughs> but not this week. So, the 19th, uh, you get this Panthers Bills. I like the Bills to win this. You know, you hand that ball off to Singletary, um, you know, Zach Moss uh kind of got lost in the sauce. Like he started off this year as hot as as good as anybody, uh as hot as anybody in the NFL. And then, you know, Singletary started to get a little better. But then they brought in Matt Breda and now Breda's running the ball like a monster. And Chubb Hubbard is like a third down back. That's Running the bulk of the like bulk of the carries for the Panthers. I, that's I don't know how long that how how, do you, how does that that work? And then DJ Moore is their best receiver. He's all banged up, so I mean it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for this team. And do not uh, get it twisted, you know, not even one bit. It is going to be tough uh, for the Panthers in this game. But that's a lot of points. You know, and the total's only a forty four and a half because the defenses will, will show up, I believe. Uh the Panthers have played uh just as good as the Bills have, as far as away and home. So the Panthers are three and three away and the Bills are three and three at home. So the Bills have dropped games in Buffalo. It's gonna be cold. Nothing the Panthers can't deal with. Uh it's gonna be a good, hard fought battle. Um, I don't know, we, we get some snow maybe. Maybe not that'd be cool if we got some snow for that game but uh, I like just the Bills straight up I just think that connection with Stephon Diggs that Josh Allen has is, is so key on third down and bails him out of a lot of trouble and then he's got two tight ends that kind of fly in there and, and do a lot of good cleanup work man like Dawson Knox uh, he'll he'll just fly in there and catch something good and, and get a first down, take it down the field, uh, make the defenses really have to adjust their coverages. And you can tell it, ha- it hasn't gone well for uh, uh, secondaries that have faced Josh Allen this year because he's lighting it up, man. But, uh, yeah, let me get the Bills on that one. They're 7-6. and six, The Panthers are 5-8. and eight, So, uh, let me get the Bills to win that. They're going to go 8-6. and six. Uh, They're not losing sight of the uh, prime directive. They know what they got to do. So then we go to the next game. This is a really good one. Um, I've had my eye on this one. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield's on that COVID nineteen list. Um, so I know a lot of people have kind of switched their stance now. The Browns are seven and six. The Raiders are six and seven. You see what I'm saying? How close these teams are. So like this is just going to be a, a war. Close game. Uh, the Raiders have moved to the minus one favorite uh, on the spread and the minus one twenty money line favorite, but it's it's a pick 'em. Honestly, I think what's kind of pushing people away from the Browns, like the public money coming in, is going away from the Browns. Um, just for the simple fact that. And this game is a Saturday game. So, here we go. This is a Saturday game. All right. That's what I wanted. So, this is a Saturday game. Browns versus Raiders. I knew by the time we get to week 15, we should be getting a Saturday game. Um. So, I'm really digging that. So, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. And it's kind of like, without Baker Mayfield, how are the Browns feeling? Um. You know, I see in, in the Sims, they're favoring the Browns. I just don't know how well that's factoring in the the game without Baker Mayfield. Because that Raiders defense is not a, a bad defense or a porous defense. They actually have some pretty good showings on that side of the ball. Um, they've They've played to the level of their opponent in so many games. Uh, think back to the Chiefs. Think, think back to the uh, the Ravens, and you really have to give them some credit for allowing them the chance to to compete down the stretch. Like they're still in it. You know what I mean? At this time of year, is big for the for the Raiders, especially with everything they've gone through. Like this is a team that's had nothing but controversy and turmoil. I think it's brought them closer together. Uh, I'll go out on a limb and say that. I'll tell you right now, Hunter Renfro's a beast. He's not, you're not going to hear him talked about, but that's the leading receiver for the Raiders in yards. And um, he's got five touchdowns this year. So he's a red zone threat. Uh, I think you're a wise man if you go anytime touchdown score, Hunter Renfro this week. And then if you even get craftier, and then you say, okay, we got another Saturday game, uh, Saturday game too I'm going to talk about with you. But if you get even craftier, you just go tease that Panthers and Raiders uh, on the spread and get yourself right. But this is going to be like really close, like razor thin margins. So you're, you're good taking some plus points on the Raiders here with the teaser and get yourself in a good position. Uh, the Browns are missing a lot of people. Um, It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for the points, like a lot of points to be generated from the Browns. But I think the Browns' defense is going to, like, stymie this Raiders' offense early on. But then I think some fading happens. The Browns play a little catch-up, come down to the end of the game, and the Raiders take this one. I think they they do. And I think without. um, Baker Mayfield. uh, No Kareem Hunt. I just don't want to be. Riding that Browns bandwagon. They are good at home. They're five and two at home. But there's a lot of factors. With them that play into that. Um, And it's, it's a tough place to play. The doghouse. But. I like the Raiders on the road they're 3-3 three and three on the road they're not great on the road but they've definitely won half of the games so we'll take I mean I'll take that I'll definitely take that and this week where you got um, so many injuries 100 people on that COVID-19 list in the NFL so give me uh, the Raiders in this one uh, with, with the points uh, I think the Browns are just in a letdown spot at home, and, and I think that the Raiders are coming to play, and I and I think the Browns will 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 sleepwalk a little bit in this game, and the Raiders are going to come out firing. I think that's going to be a big difference maker, and then I think towards the end of the game is when those clutch moments really play a difference. Uh, but then we go to uh, the next Saturday game, which is New England Patriots. Uh, at the Indianapolis Colts, and this is going to be a tough game for both these teams. The Patriots are nine and four this year. The Colts are seven and six. Uh, the Patriots are just uh, reborn, man. Is this is a you know Mac Jones is, is Tom Brady reincarnated, all that good stuff. Uh, plus two and a half underdogs, the Patriots plus one fifteen on the money line. But that defense is so good. Like, that defense is too good. So, you know, and I'll I'll be the first one to tell you that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. It's one of those games where he's in a bad spot. Like, he's in a bad spot in this game. Uh, I kind of have an idea of what his, like, issue is, what his problem is out there. I just don't know if he's used to to playing in the Dome uh, as much as he's been. Let me tell you why. They're three and four at home. So that means four out of those seven games at home, they've dropped. While the Patriots are six and oh on the road. Like the Patriots play their best ball on the road. Bill Belichick has him coached up. Everybody else is bought in. Um, and Mac Jones is not doing too much. He's not trying to be the hero. He's. System quarterback, and that's exactly what the Patriots need. Um, but I don't like the Colts in this game. Uh, we go through the injuries. Patriots are nine and four, Colts are seven and six. Patriots' uh, biggest injuries are their guard, Durant Yazir, and uh. Or Yazir Durant, I should say, and then Cameroon McGrone, their linebacker. Nick Folk, uh, questionable. Chase Winovich, questionable. Damian Harris questionable. Damian Harris is the one to watch. He's he's a real big uh part of that offense. They're leading rusher. He's working on a thousand yard rushing season. So I expect him to play. He's a seven hundred and fifty four yards. You know, you're elite running back in the NFL, you have a thousand yard season. You're elite, you know what I mean. Then you get into that little bit of elite category for that year, that specific year. Uh, the Colts don't have many injuries. Uh, Zaire Franklin, their linebacker, he's he's out. Bobby Okereke, uh, their linebacker, he's questionable. Jack Doyle, their tight end, who's you know a real big part of that offense because he's a great blocker, but he's a good scheme tight end. Um, you can plug him in different ways uh, over the middle down the field however you want to slice it up you know run uh, fades and and in routes with him he's he's versatile tight end but Jonathan Taylor is the premier back in this game he's going to give the Patriots defense a lot to handle he's running really well at home Uh, but I think the Patriots game plan is going to be do whatever it takes to stop Jonathan Taylor and then we can get to Carson Wentz, whether it's interception, whether it's sacks, whether it's you know, loss of downs whatever it is uh, the Patriots have a, a good game plan for this on the road uh, their top receiver a um, little bit of a surprise here for the Patriots, uh, Kendrick Bourne 42 catches this year 623 yards and 5 touchdowns while Indianapolis has uh, some good wideouts, you know uh, and, and they have a good core. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. 67 receptions, 882 yards receiving, and five touchdowns. So this is a Colts team that statistically looks better on paper, but when it comes to the actual game being played, it's a lot dirtier uh, than than paper than uh, what a, what a paper uh, looks like. You know what I mean? So. To me, I'm I'm comfortable with the Patriots. You know, they're the underdog. You're getting a great value there. Uh, if you bet the Patriots here, straight up. I picked them to win this game. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily close. Uh, or low scoring. I think that we could all be surprised here. And this could be a pretty high scoring game. But let's say that both defenses show up, play their best ball. Then... You're looking at an under, no doubt. But then you're really looking at the Patriots probably winning a close game. If this game gets out of hand scoring, that would make sense that that was a Colts probably making that happen with Jonathan Taylor and their wideouts. But with the Patriots playing a close game, a defensive minded game, I like them better. Um, These are two good defenses, though, so don't think the Colts don't have a good defense. They're they're still, you know, in that top half of the league in yards allowed. On uh in total yards allowed. So uh don't get it twisted. This is a Colts team that's gonna play the Patriots tough. But I think on the money downs, uh when it matters when it counts, the Patriots are better prepared. Um they are listen to this, they are six in the NFL on third down, converting third down. While the uh, Colts are tied for 14th. So Colts are in like middle of the back. So you're thinking 50 50 on their third down conversions. Where the Patriots, you know, say they have uh, eight third downs in the whole game, they're going to get probably six converted or five converted minimum. You know what I mean? So think of it that way. Okay, level it out like this game's going to be about it's a game of yards and inches. So the way it's the way that this game's designed and it's set up on this Colts field where it's indoor dome, um, to try to get the crowd amped up, to try to get that noise uh cooking to throw off the other team. I just don't know if Carson Wentz is is at a point to take advantage of that yet. I just don't believe he is. So I'm gonna go with the Patriots here. Um uh, if you were talking about Carson Wentz already in the system for a year Used to playing here, Uh, which he could be used to playing there. He just might. I just think the dome is throwing him off. I mean, I just have a hunch. I'm going on a hunch, going on an instinct there. But I like the Patriots based on what they've done and what they've shown us on the field. I think they're the more complete team. And on Saturday at 7:15 p.m., they're going to show you. Then we move to Sunday. Uh, Because I skipped ahead and went back. But now we're back on Sunday. Um, And like I said, I didn't mean to uh throw you off there. But now we're right where we need to be. So far, I like the Chargers over the Chiefs. I like the Raiders over the Browns. I like the Patriots to beat the Colts. I like the Bills to beat the Panthers. And we're gonna talk about this next one, and then I'm gonna to cut to break. This next game, New York Jets 3-10 on the season versus the Miami Dolphins six and seven. Um The Jets, I'm, I'm kind I hate to see it hate to say a team's done, because then they come and shut you up, but they look a little bit done. Right, not not even looking at their record. Like hide their three and ten record. They're done. Then uh, the Miami Dolphins six and seven. Um, and they're pretty good at home. Four and three at home. Uh, it's not bad. A lot of injuries. You know, here's another team ravaged by COVID. Uh, let's see. So the Jets are going to play Zach Wilson, who's not had an impressive year, but he's been hurt. So give him benefit of the doubt there. But he just, otherwise, he's six touchdowns, 11 picks. I mean, he hasn't been good. Uh, Tyler Croft on IR. Bryce Huff, IR. Makai Beckton, IR. Tevin Coleman's questionable. They're running back for the Jets. So the Jets are banged up pretty bad, too. Some important players. On the Dolphins' side of things, Javon Holland, the safeties ruled out. Hunter Long, tight end ruled questionable. Adam Shaheen, tight end questionable. Malcolm Brown, running back on IR. And Jalen Waddell, uh, just is kind of breaking, you know, just came out today. He's out, so that's big. The Dolphins they their top receivers is out their their top receiver in yards is out. Uh as far as running the ball, Miami's got the better running back, man. Miles Gaskin is a tank. Um he's dealt with a lot this year. You know, I've been a little bit critical of him, but I'm critical of everything. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But Miles Gaskin is a tank and, and I think he's gonna get a lot of carries in this game. I think it's a low scoring game. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a snoozer. I think you might fall asleep if you watch it. Um, no offense. I just I think it's going to be a snoozer. And I think uh, Tua, he might wake you up. He might do a couple things. And Zach Wilson might. They might, you know, with their running ability to run, it's kind of what you're watching for. Like you're looking to see if a quarterback can run for a big touchdown here. You know what I mean? A little college-style game is what this is going to look like. Um, and I like Tua in that. Think of it, a college-style game. The Alabama quarterback, yeah, I'm going to take him over the BYU guy. So uh, give me the Dolphins in that game to win. Uh, Minus nine and a half on the spread. I don't like that. I I would take the Jets on the spread. They really get beat that bad? No, they don't get beat that bad. I'd take the Jets on the spread. Um, that's what I would take, but I would say that uh and I would probably even tease it with something and get a ton more points on that, but Zach Wilson can keep it close. He's not a terrible quarterback, I just like too has got the better team and they're in a better spot right now and if they win this game and they know they have all like everything's in place for the Dolphins to make a run for the playoffs. They gotta win this game. That's what they're focused on. So I do think they win this game if I win, they might cover that minus nine and a half, but that's a lot of points you know uh, for a Jets team that is on the road it has got's got some fight in them, you know what I mean they'll fight uh but they just might not be close. but give me the Dolphins there to win, you know without too much extracurriculars. so I'm gonna cut the break. When we come back. We're talking about the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. be right back after these messages. Thank you for holding through the break. I really appreciate that. It makes a big difference. Um, also, listener support is on. So if you want to support the show, you're more than free to. You know, I appreciate any little contribution at all helps. It's all going towards the show. It's all going towards uh, different things for the show as far as equipment to marketing to you name it, uh, because it's all me. You know, it's, this is odd man out one man army uh, you better believe it and uh, here we are with the Washington football team rolling up into Philly after they just got uh, after the Washington football team just got rolled by the Cowboys now not going to hold it too much against them like they came back they came back in that game but the Eagles too many questions this week for me personally uh Gardner Minshew playing quarterback uh but Jalen Hurts is all is being talked about like he's a starter right now but he's questionable with the ankle I don't think they should play him I think you let Gardner Minshew go because he just got you the win so in this game these two teams are going to look back on this game. This is huge. This is like a massively important game that you can't overlook. I mean, let's break this down here. Okay, the Washington football team are 6-7. and seven, And second in the NFC East. And the Philadelphia Eagles are 6-7. and seven, And third in the NFC East. These teams aren't trying to reinvent the wheel. Like Washington's being dogged right now. They're plus nine and a half on the spread. you got to be out of your mind. Um, Plus 330, money line. Total set at 44. Uh, JD McKissick questionable with a concussion. Terry McLaurin questionable with a concussion. That's their top receiver, uh, Terry McLaurin. But on the Eagles side, you know, Jordan Howard, their goal line running back, um, questionable with a knee this is a Washington football team that likes to run the ball and this is the Eagles defense that's tied for 12th overall in rushing yards surrendered per game giving up 109.4 so they're giving up 100 yards they're giving up over 100 yards per game um but this is a good Eagles defense when it comes to points they've done well at not allowing uh the points um this is also a good Eagles team at converting on third down, uh, but these are all these stats are skewed because these are all Jalen Hurts' stats for the most part, in, in when the offense is led by him. So, if you are talking about the Gardner Minshew offense in its second week in the on uh, in the Eagles uniform, we got a totally different game. But one thing is for certain that you cannot skip is that that Washington defense plays intense. Like, they came back against the Cowboys because their defense slowed them down finally, which is not easy to do. The Cowboys have all the weapons. There's no excuse for the Cowboys not to be uh, winning every game. There's no excuse. You have all the talent. So, that's surprising. Um... But Washington's got a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID problems, you know, and so does the Eagles with all these questionables. But there's a lot of guys for Washington that have been ruled as out: Cameron Curl, their safety; Tyler Larson, their center; Keith Ismail, their their uh I believe that's their backup center, and then Troy Apaki, their other safety. So this is a game where I like uh, the total, and you attack that total. Try to whittle it down with a teaser. But that's a lot of points on Washington. Um, look, I get it. They're they're banged up. Everybody's a little bit banged up at this point of the year. And they battled back that last game. Um, the Eagles still, when they play against their division, they look funny. Um, they haven't looked great against their division opponents this year. And they've only won one game at home this year. So, I just like Washington to roll in here with a good game plan and and figure this thing out. I don't think uh, they're going away anytime soon. Um, on the other hand, I think the Eagles, you know, I, I just don't know what you get. Are we getting Jalen Hurts or are we getting Gardner Minshew because of COVID and these injuries... Are making this one hard to pick but I'm going to go with the Washington football team I just like them right now there's something about this, this team they're they're destined to do something good it could just be win this game and then they go to you know crap but whatever I, I'm going to roll with the Washington football team here I like that Antonio Gibson run game styled with uh, the little short dink and dunk offense they got it fits this team it fits this team right now. Like, that's the best thing they got going for them. The Eagles, that's just a high-flying team. They're just going to take shots. Uh, we all like a little Gardner Minshew, little Minshew mania. Um, but we we all know that that has its limits. That has its limits. So I'm not going to get too caught up in that. Uh, I'm going to go to watch the football team on the road. Uh and talked about all the injuries. So, laid it all out there for you. Arizona Cardinals versus the Detroit Lions is our next game at noon on Sunday. The 10-3 Arizona Cardinals at Detroit. The one eleven and one That one tie with the Lions. So funny. Um, This is not looking good for the Lions. Even though we got the bad news. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be pretty much done. DeAndre Hopkins is pretty much done for the rest of the year. Unfortunately... Uh, and I do think <clears throat> in all fairness that's going to bring Kyler Murray down to earth uh, because these other guys haven't stepped up and either they haven't stepped up or he just hasn't given them the opportunities I mean it could be a little bit of both Kyler Murray's been good this year though 19 touchdowns, 9 interceptions he's going to play in this game um, but they have some injuries we'll talk about but the Cardinals 10-3 on season um, and, and they look strong on the road they're 7-0 on the road they play, they play their best ball on the road James Conner uh, is a machine running the ball um, he's living in the end zone this year 14 touchdowns running the football I mean I think that's the most of any running back right now uh, with only 661 yards you could tell he's a short distance runner uh, DeAndre Swift the Lions running back we don't know if he's going to play um that's their top running back. We don't even know if he's going to go. It's going to be Christian Kirk to have to step up. That's going to be the guy that needs to step up for anybody that's on prediction strike that uh, buys shares of athletes. Christian Kirk's the guy you're looking for this week. Uh, he's going to get a lot of uh, targets. Let's see if he can reel those in. I like Christian Kirk. Uh, I think he's got a good a good feel for the game. He's, he's a good route runner, and he's tough. He holds on to the ball when he gets hit. Detroit, uh, TJ Hawkinson, that's their best guy. That's their tight end, man. Like, that's not a recipe for success. If your tight end's your leading receiver, I'm sorry. I don't care who that tight end is. Maybe if it's Travis Kelsey, maybe if it's, you know, maybe if it's Kittle, you know, back in the day it would have been Tony Gonzalez. I would have been cool with that. But let's be real. He's not any of those guys. No offense. Um, The Cardinals win this game, they'll stomp the Lions. Uh, My minus 13 is the spread I mean come on that should tell you what you need to know minus 800 favorites minus 800 favorites total set at 47 and a half um I won't touch this with the, this game with a 10 foot pole. I mean get this get this off of my podcast but uh we'll move on to the next game the Cardinals win that one easily Cowboys versus Giants oh yeah I'm feeling a little upset here feeling like the Cowboys are riding in too high right now like I said there's no excuse they shouldn't have won all their games and they didn't so I'm happy to pick against them but the Cowboys versus the Giants and it's in the Meadowlands oh there's there's a ghost on the field in the Meadowlands you don't believe me okay last two games on the road Giants beat handily. played the Eagles at home beat the Eagles before that they played the Bucs on the road, they lost, got beat bad by the Bucks. Before that, they played the Raiders at home, beat the Raiders. Giants win at home, man. Other oh, three and three this year at home, but but I feel like against their division, this is a perfect opportunity to get a good win, get a feel good win for this team. Their season's done, they won't go to the postseason. Um, there's not enough time for them to make it, but and with nine losses, it's just too hard to get in the NFC East right now. You got you got the uh, Washington football team and the Eagles that are ahead of them so there's just no hope so this team's looking just to play a little bit of spoiler and that's what they will do here Um, Booker running the ball Uh, that's a little bit it's going to be Devontae Booker running the ball Daniel Jones slinging that thing Uh, Kenny Galladay uh, out there catching the ball this is going to be their top guy for the Giants uh, the biggest injuries here for the Cowboys: Cedric Wilson, wide receiver, out. Tyron Smith, their offensive tackle, out. Donovan Wilson on IR. Tony Pollard, questionable listed today is questionable. New York Giants: Leonard Williams, defensive end, is questionable. Uh, Xavier McKinney, their safety, is out. Cam Brown, their linebacker, is out. Andre Jackson, the cornerback, is out. Aaron Robinson, their other cornerback, he's out. Ah, jeez, these injuries are killing it, though. Okay, we can't. We can't take the Giants. It's just not going to work. They don't even have a cornerback. So give me the Cowboys. I'm sorry, Giants. I, I can't ride with you guys, man. You don't even have a defense on the field. Can you even, you guys even going to be allowed to play this game? This is just like a null and void, like a default one for the Cowboys. You just wake up like, oh, the Cowboys won. Oh, okay, cool. So give me the, give me the Cowboys in that one. I'm not happy about it. Cause I I was looking to you know have a little bit of fun there, but whatever they took the fun out of that. Next game we'll make this one fun. Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tennessee Titans are nine and four. Steelers are six six and one. The silly tie with the with the Lions. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing out there? Someone's got to win, man. Hate ties. Someone's got to win. How about he win this thing? Uh, somebody said something about the Steelers would win this game or they're in better shape. I don't know. Did they fired that guy. He didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Well, if they win, he's going to look good. But regardless, Ben Roethlisberger's is questionable. TJ Watt's questionable. And that defense looks deflated. Uh, Joe Hayden's questionable. Their cornerback, Kevin Raider, their tight end's questionable. Mon Travis Adams, their defensive tackle is out. So the defense, there's no defense for the Steelers right now. Ryan Tannehill's gonna slice him up you know you'd be surprised, Ryan Tannehill's like 14 touchdowns, 13 picks this year um, not that accurate De- dealing without Derrick Henry um let's see, Bud Dupree linebacker on IR, Dane Cruz cornerback questionable Harold Landry, linebacker questionable Laryl Murchison, defensive tackle questionable, Roger Saffelter, guards questionable that's a big one. Um, AJ Brown in this game is going to be the top target for the Titans uh, on Pittsburgh's side. Deontay Johnson, uh, you'll be surprised there, but he's having a good year. Um, Najee Harris running the ball—that's just not working out. It's just not working out. Hand him the ball. Go ahead. I didn't beat the didn't beat the Vikings. Um, you guys snuck out a win against Baltimore. Who is they're the team that snuck out a win against everybody. You know what I mean? You snuck out a win against a sneaky team. But this is a pick 'em, so I, I love the Titans in this spot. They're four and two on the road. Steelers are four, two and one at home. But I've seen them. Them two games they lost at home, they looked ugly, and and them four wins at home didn't look good either. Uh, you're gonna see probably Big Ben play. He's gonna get. He's gonna. T- he's gonna take some shots in this game because that that offensive line is is, is not that good. Um, they got rid of their best guy before the season even started anyways. So we knew we knew the Steelers were kind of folding. Um, in simulations, the Titans uh, win this by two. So I think it's close, but I do think the Titans win this game. I just, you know, it may not even be close. I just think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to keep up with this Titans team. They're doing everything to put themselves in a position to get that number one seed. Uh, In the AFC. Like they're working for the number one seed right now. They don't want to be messing around. uh, At the end of the year. Total set at 43 points. So they think it's low scoring. I think they're right. Uh, Dante Foreman running the ball. So I mean. Or actually no Antonio Brown is on IR. So he's not even going to be playing in this game. He would have been their top target. Now their top target is going to be Julio Jones. So yeah, this is just a game where the injuries have kind of shaded uh the outcome and kind of slanted it so that it looks funny no matter who you pick. Um that's what really sucks about this game, but I'm going to go with the Titans game plan because so far it's looked good and got them 9 and 4. And and let's be real, that Steelers defense is banged up really bad, and that and that Titans defense has been able to hold uh, in nine of these games. So give me that give me the Titans on the road. They're good on the road. Next game we got Houston, Texas versus Jacksonville, Jaguars, in the toilet bowl. Uh, both these teams are two and eleven. Uh, Jaguars just fired their coach. All of a sudden the public money's pouring in on the Jaguars now. Um, uh, same thing with the Raiders when they fired their coach. You know what I mean? Next game they came out and busted the other team, you know. So I think the same thing happens here. Jaguars are gonna come out, punch the Texans right square in the mouth. Um the Texans are just a helpless team right now. Their coach is terrible. Uh That dude is the worst. David Culley? He sucks. Wow, that's the worst coach ever. One and five on the road, Texans versus the uh, two and five at home Jaguars. They're both two and eleven, but two and five at home. This is a toilet ball. This is a stinker. This one sucks. Trevor Lawrence. Oh man. Come on, Sunshine. Uh versus Davis David Mills. Oh man. James Robinson running the ball. Urban Myers like I'm not giving up on that. Next day, fired. Uh, so that tells you what they think of James Robinson in Jacksonville that's a toxic work environment if I ever seen one David Johnson running the ball for Houston he's got like he's got like the stats of like two games his stats dude he's not doing anything he's got 56 carries for 176 yards he's getting close to like a yard per carry like come on dude who are you? What are you doing? Brandon Cooks, their top receiver. He's got three touchdowns. Marvin Jones Jr., the top receiver for uh, Jacksonville. He's got three touchdowns. This game sucks. I'm ashamed of this game. even Jordan, tight end questionable for the Texans. Christian Kirkley, linebacker, out. A.J. Moore, their safety, out. Demarcus Walker, defensive end for the Texans, out. Davion Davis, uh, Davion Davis, wide receiver, IR, uh, as of yesterday. And the Jaguars got a bunch of injuries too, a lot of offensive ones. Guard, offensive tackle, and running back, James Robinson, all questionable. Miles Jack, linebacker, questionable. Josh Allen, linebacker, questionable. Over, under set at 39.5. This is going to be a sloppy game. Won't be surprised if it rains. It's nasty. Um,. But it could be warm weather too. And if it's a nice game and warm weather, you could get a, a high scoring game. Because the defenses will fall apart. So I like, you know, if you're going to go total here, be looking at the over. And look at these two quarterbacks to kind of have their way with these defenses. Um, But yeah, this, let's be real. This is a stinker. This is a, a, a damn shame is what that game is. Now the Bengals are, uh, versus the Broncos is our next game. This is a game to be proud of. There we go. This is a game to stand up. Woo! Bengals versus Broncos. Both teams 7 and 6 on the year. This begins our 3 o'clock games on Sunday. And uh, look how fast we move through them, folks. So the Bengals are taking on the Broncos. And this is just a battle of orange. Uh, The two oranges. um, You get it? And... The Bengals are good on the road, four and two on the road, Broncos are four and three at home. Uh Joe Burrow versus Teddy Bridgewater. That's like trading apples for oranges right now. Joe Mixon running the ball for the Bengals has been strong. Twelve touchdowns this season. He's really come on. Uh fantasy owners are, are standing up dancing on the table. Um and then for Denver, uh Javante Williams. Everybody wanted to see him start. They got what they wanted, you know, and uh he's the guy now. Uh, Jamar Chase the top receiver for Cincinnati he's looking to have a bounce back week Uh, Cortland Sutton Mr. Big Contract Man Uh, he's looking to get on track I mean he's got two touchdowns at 658 yards this season dude Jamar Chase is a rookie and has more catches um, 400 more yards and 8 more touchdowns I mean it's no comparison you know so, now we move into uh, the injury report here. You're looking at T. Higgins is questionable. Chris Evans, running back, questionable. Joe Burrow's coming in is questionable. Chidobi Awuze, their cornerback, is out. Riley Reef, offensive tackle, out for the Bengals. Those are serious concerns. Uh, the Denver Broncos have Caden Stearns, their safety, questionable. Steven Weather, the linebacker, questionable. Melvin Gordon, their running back, questionable. Javante Williams, running back, questionable. Kareem Jackson, their safety, questionable. So both these teams are banged up. What do you do? Where do you go with this? Well, I could tell you that in the Battle of the Orange here, Cortland Sutton and that Broncos offense should be able to get things going at home. I think to take advantage of the altitude difference coming into Mile High Stadium. The, they are favored, minus 150 on the money line minus two and a half on the spread and the total set at 44 um these defenses are pretty good though um they're not giving up the home run they're they're, they're maintaining uh the offenses in front of them now the Bengals are coming off a little bit of a downer uh, in their last game um and the broncos have, have been sporadic uh, i guess is the best way to describe them but one thing that I think happens in this game is you got two pretty even teams meeting each other on the field. So it's going to be close no matter how you slice it. Um, but that last game for the Bengals really was an ugly one for, uh, in my eyes, they, they, they needed to play better, uh, for me to be confident in them here. The Broncos are the better defense. Um, I slightly like their scheme on offense better. Um, even though both their running backs are a little banged up. This is just a game of, of talent that's banged up. And it's just one of the things that you're going to have to, you know, both these teams are going to have to face it uh, come Sunday at, at 3 p.m. Central Time. So in this game, I'm going to be taking uh, the Broncos at home. I believe they win this game outright. Um, and at the end of the show, we'll recap all the picks. Uh, make sure you have all the picks and uh, tonight's best bets but I like the Broncos in this game because I think Teddy Bridgewater is being underrated and undervalued still. Um, he's got 18 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. Uh, that's a great ratio. Where Joe Burrow is still you know, a, a very raw talent, and he's got 25 touchdowns, but he's got 14 interceptions. So he, he will sling the ball. He will get himself into trouble uh, throwing that ball in harm's way that's where I think the Broncos can make this game a short field game sure things up with their good defense hand the ball off to Javante Williams to allow Cortland Sutton Jared Judy and their other talent to get open in this game and then I think that is going to make a huge difference and I think that is something that the Bengals are going to have trouble dealing with especially with their best cornerback being out and their secondary being questionable overall Um, and then their offense uh, if they're not able to put Long drives together, the Broncos are going to take advantage of that and, and wear this Bengals defense down. So, I've laid that this game out for you, and then in the whole grand scheme of things. So, moving on to the next game, three o'clock game Atlanta Falcons versus San Francisco 49ers. You don't want to miss it uh, if you're a fan of either of these teams. Six and seven Falcons versus seven and six 49ers. This will not be an easy game for either one of these teams. Um, The Falcons are going to bring it every game. Matt Ryan is as intense as they come. Jimmy Garoppolo is as accurate as they come. They both are going to take the safe route. But I think Matt Ryan's got a little bit more of an edge at that quarterback position. He's just been doing it a little bit longer. Cordell Patterson running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. Blocking, doing everything, Cordell Patterson. This guy's amazing. What an ama- a remarkable talent that the Falcons have. Um, and then you have Elijah Mitchell for the uh, 49ers, who's got a bump and carries, a bump in usage, and all fantasy owners should be circling around him. But the Falcons have just as much talent on offense as the 49ers have. It just hasn't worked out. The Falcons are 6-7 this season, 5-2 and two away. The 49ers are 7-6 and 2-4 and and at home. They've taken their foot off the gas at home is what I'm telling you with the 49ers. Now, they're at home this week. Their top receiver, Debo Samuel, is looking to put together a big game. I'd be watching Debo Samuel in this game anytime touchdown score. Let's look at the injury report kind of tell you why I think that. Eric Harris, safety, out. Emmanuel Ellerby, big, big hitting linebacker. He's out. Dante Fowler, their best linebacker, questionable. Darren Bates, their other linebacker on IR. There's three linebackers right there. Uh, Hayden Hurster, tight end questionable. He's really talented. Uh, 49ers. Uh, let's see. Three, four. Five questionable. Uh, Jack Tart, their safety. Dante Johnson, cornerback. Fred Warner, linebacker. Aziz Alsheer, linebacker. Dree Greenlaw, linebacker. All questionable. This is a game where the offenses should be able to find rhythm, Put points up um, and clear the the 46.5 total set. No problem. Um, There is too much firepower and too little resistance for this total not to just clear 46.5. It should be set at 53.5. So you're getting great value there. I can tell you right there with my eagle eye. Uh, Plus 9.5 on the spread for the Falcons. Too many points. Stay away from it. Um, This is just too many points in this close of a game. Something's not right. So plus 330 on the money line for the Falcons. Um, I personally in this game. I just think the 49ers are, are in a better position to win this game. I think the Falcons play it close. But they play it close later. They start off slow. They start off sluggish. They've had a couple games where they've looked good early. Far and few between. The 49ers are the better team, the better defense. Look at the injuries on the Falcons. They outweigh the injuries on the 49ers. I hate to put it that way, but it's the darn truth. So give me the 49ers in that one. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be easy to be stopped this week. He knows what's at stake. He knows if you lose this game, you might not be going to the playoffs. And the Falcons know if they lose this game, season's probably over might not be, but it probably is. Two different divisions, same conference. So these two teams know what's at stake. This is a huge game. They're going to play this like a division game. It's going to be physical. But the defenses are lacking, man. And without the pass rush for the Falcons, without the run defense of the 49ers, this is going to get out of hand. It's going to be points all over the place. So... I think early on the 49ers are able to kind of contain what's going on. But then all hell's going to break loose. And I just think the 49ers come out on top. But uh, it's really a scrum uh, when you think about it. Next game. My favorite game of the week. Preston's Game of the Week. The Super Show Game of the Week. hey, Green Bay Packers versus Baltimore Ravens. Packers are 10-3. and The best team in the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens are 8-5. and five. So the Baltimore Ravens are good. Packers are good. This is a, uh, a matchup that happens every three years, four years these teams meet. They don't meet that often. Um, I don't know if it was always like that. I, I feel like it had, kind of has been uh, since after 2005, 2007. Somewhere in there the schedules really got shaken up, a little bit messed up. But they were trying to even things out. Give. I remember when they started. You know. Making the schedules tougher. uh, For teams that had better records. And they started doing like. They had all different types of. Ways of trying to. Just make it fair. Okay. These teams met. In 2017. And I believe in 2015. Or 2014. 2013. Something like that. But. I know they met in 2017 where Baltimore got them, uh, got the pack 23 to nothing. That was long. Man, it feels like a long time ago now. Four years ago? So, lots changed. These teams look completely different. Mar Jackson wasn't even a quarterback. Um, so, a lot's changed. And right now, at this point in the season, the Ravens don't have enough offensive firepower. They just don't. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, he might not even play. He's questionable with an ankle. We know Aaron Rodgers questionable the to toe. It's been like that for three or four weeks. Uh, Randall Cobb. He's on IR. Um, unfortunately, with Randall Cobb, man, that's that's it. You know, that's he's at that point in his career where you hate to say it. But he's not the same, he's not 2011 Randall Cobb anymore, 2010 Randall Cobb anymore, man. Like, this is a guy that's been through battles, you know, out there, and it's just not the same. He doesn't move the same, but he's still talent, and I know he's he's a big part of this Packers offense, but that being on IR, man, it's just like, you know, and don't say Rodgers didn't do nothing for nobody, because he did go out of his way to, to get Cobb back on the team. As part of Rodgers coming back to Green Bay. Uh, Sammy Watkins, the top receiver, one of the top receivers for Baltimore, besides Mark Andrews, their tight end. Sammy Watkins is questionable, so I doubt he plays. Um, We don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to give it a go. So in this game, Baltimore Ravens have five questionable, uh, four more questionable. They also have Calais Campbell defensive end Tyland Wallace wide receiver Nick Boyle tight end uh, Alejandro Villanueva offensive tackle all questionable Billy Turner guard is doubtful uh, Marquez Val- Valdez Scantling wide receiver is questionable Rogers told you questionable Kenny Clark he's out which is huge for the backers he's been the dominant run stopper uh, Aaron Jones questionable so both these teams got some pretty severe injuries the Packers still are the more talented team. Uh, from top to bottom, On the, looking at the roster, the Ravens don't stack up well against the Pack. Packers 4-3 on the road. Ravens are 5-1 at home. These teams are playing close games. The Packers have been great in close games. The Ravens have been great in close games. They've each dropped a few. Uh, but at this point in the season, when the Packers know what's at stake, um, they know that winning this game gets them that much closer to, to holding the number one seed in the NFC, in the NFC, uh, which they hold right now. So winning this game keeps them right where they need to be. So I, I think the Packers are going full game plan, pulling all stops to win this game. Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, their head coach will have him ready. He'll have him coached up. Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get that ball out to, uh, Gallop of Fury of receivers, you know, you you have Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned, because no one could stop him, there's not a defense out there that could stop the guy, um, then you have, uh, AJ Dillon, who's physical, which you gotta be physical to run against Baltimore, it's always been like that since I've been alive, um, so, they have the recipe for success, then they got the defense that is, uh, guys off the reserves coming in and and pulling pick sixes. You know what I mean? And then the one thing I like about the Packers this week is that they just went against a rushing quarterback. They just played Justin Fields who did the same thing Lamar Jackson's going to do. Lamar Jackson's not doesn't have a great pocket presence. He's going to have to face facts. He's got 16 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Rodgers has got 27 touchdowns and four interceptions. It's like the least amount of interceptions of a starting quarterback. Um, I believe it is. He's got about 1,000... You know, he's got uh, 3,219 yards passing. Lamar Jackson is 2,882 yards passing. So, Rodgers is way ahead of Lamar Jackson. He's gone down the football field a lot more times. Thrown the ball um, about 30 more times as well. So, that's... It's all adding up. It's all adding up to a game that's going to be probably cold, frigid, um, raucous crowd. Uh, But Baltimore, hey, it gets a little quiet there too when the other team starts scoring. Um, Same thing in Green Bay. It can get a little quiet once the other team starts scoring. So I like the Packers in this one for the reasons I gave you. Their defense is going to come really with a, a game plan similar to last week's. Hey, we went up against Russian quarterback Justin Fields. Yeah, he is doing his running thing, and, and and for a while that worked, but after halftime, it didn't work anymore. And now, we're going to start off the game the way we should have started off that game by stopping Lamar Jackson from running early. Lamar Jackson, the leading rusher in Baltimore. It's not going to work, folks. He's almost got a 1,000-yard rushing season. I mean... uh. I don't think I don't think he gets, like my bold prediction is that Lamar Jackson under his rushing total for this game. That's my bold prediction, but I like the Packers to win this minus five and a half on the spread. That's a big spread for the Pack, minus two fifty money line total set at forty three and a half. I like the under, I like the under in this game, but give me the Packers to win. You no, know I'm a homer for the Packers, but no matter what. I wouldn't be taking the Ravens in this game. Just no thanks. I know Lamar Jackson doesn't want to throw the ball that much. And when he does, his receivers aren't doing that much with it. And then when it does come down down to clutch time, he's running first, passing second. I've noticed it. I've picked up on it. I don't want any part of it. I'm going with the pack. Back in the pack. Then we move on to... Uh, the last 3 p.m. slated game, 325 p.m. Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. I'll knock this one out. We'll cut the break, come back, finish the show out with the last two games, and then recap all the picks for you before I put this up for today with plenty of time, plenty of time to listen. So the Seattle Seahawks take on the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks are 5-8 and eight this year. The Rams are 9-4. and four. Um, look, you know what the Seahawks are going to do. They're going to want to convince you that they can run the football and then air it out. The problem is they haven't convinced anybody they can run the football yet. So they're get get they get, they getting stuck in a rut. And they're kind of in this weird scenario where they can't seem to get over the hump. And they, their season's falling apart right in front of their eyes. They're on the road against the Rams. Who just tuned up the uh, the Cardinals, who were supposed to be the best team, supposedly? Um, so no, I don't think the Seahawks win this game. I think the Rams are comfortable at home. The nine and four Rams against the five and eight Seahawks, and the Seahawks are m- below five hundred on the road. Uh, the Rams are four and two at home, and Matt Stafford is uh, one of the best this year. Thirty three touchdowns, nine nine picks. Uh, Russell Wilson, sixteen touchdowns, four picks. Russell Wilson, I just he hasn't got a feel for this season yet. Unfortunately, he that injury really threw his season off. Uh, Alex Collins running the ball that ain't gonna cut it, folks. Uh, and they don't and they don't they don't have the offensive line to help him. They just don't. Then Daryl Henderson running the ball for the Rams, he's the real deal. Like give that guy some credit. He's gonna do his thing. Um, Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks. I mean, you know. He's a great receiver. Doesn't get any attention, but he's a great receiver and a deep threat. He's already got his a thousand yards on the year receiving, so uh, he's done his part. But he's he's looking to add on to that in this game, and I think he has a lot of uh, potential to do that. Then you got Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup on the other side for the Rams. He's gonna he's gonna dominate the Seahawks secondary. That's thinned out um, injuries. We got three questionable Seahawks: Freddie Swain. D. Eskridge, both wide receivers, and Quandre Diggs are safety. Uh, Tyler Lockett is going to be out of this game, zone, unfortunately. Uh, he's not going to be able to extend that total, extend that lead. Alex Collins is going to be out of this game, uh, so they're not going to have a rushing attack for, for much of this game. And the Rams, uh, they have quite a few injuries. A.J. Jackson, offensive tackle, out. Johnny Munt, they're tied in, out. Justin Hollins, linebacker, out. Greg Gaines, defensive tackle, questionable. Aaron Donald, their best defender, questionable. Uh, The injuries don't matter too much to me with the Rams because any injuries with the Seahawks already make them unappealing beyond belief. So minus five and a half would be a great spot because I think the line's going to not come back down to earth. I think that's just going to go crazy. Minus seven, minus eight, uh, minus 230 money line. I'm surprised it's not already there. There must be some hope that the, uh, the Seahawks can win here I, I don't have any hope for them in this game uh, total set at 45 and a half um, I don't want to go under because I don't think the Seahawks defense can actually stop the Rams so I don't want to go under um, but I don't want to go over either just in case that the Rams defense doesn't give up anything to the Seahawks then you're going to be mad just give me the Rams to win if you were going to bet it look at the spread for the Rams that's about as clean as you can get so we're going to cut the break um when I come back, we're going to knock out the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, recap all the picks. And that'll be it for the show, folks. Thanks for staying with me this far. Thanks for staying with me this far. I really appreciate it. Um, Now we're finishing up with the last two games. And then I'll recap all my picks for you, so it's all clear. Give you my two best bets for tonight's Thursday night football game uh, between uh, two juggernaut teams here, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, so don't want you don't want to miss that. Stay tuned with me. New Orleans Saints six and seven versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers ten and three. Very tough game for the Saints on the road coming into Tampa Bay, where they just have not surrendered much um, to opposing offenses. Um, I think everybody likes Tampa Bay in this game a little bit. Uh, Minus 11 on the spread. Money line, minus 550. So you can't get nothing off that. And then uh, the total set at 46.5. A A lot of injuries though to pay attention to. Uh, Start with the Saints. Uh, Four questionable. Taron Armstead, offensive tackle. Marcus Davenport, defensive end. Garrett Griffin, tight end. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety. On IR, Adam Troutman, their tight in. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Giovanni Bernard, running back on IR. Richard Robinson, cornerback on IR. Antoine Yo Winfield uh, Jr., their safety, their top, their top secondary guy. I mean, he's questionable. Richard Sherman, questionable. We haven't really seen much of, heard much of him. Leonard Fournette, running back, questionable. So, two banged up teams in a division game. But one team has Tom Brady and the other team has a, you know, is going through like a circus of quarterbacks. Like, come on. So, I like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty much the roll here. They're 6-0 at home. Uh, I think they're looking to finish off the season, you know, pretty much undefeated at home. I don't think the – the Saints don't have the talent. They just don't have the horses for this game. They're not going to be able to hang – with this Buccaneers team, it's probably going to get out of hand early on. Uh, we've seen the Falcons kind of hang around, and certain teams in the NFC South hang around, like the you know Panthers come in there and hang around, but not much. Uh, Taysom Hill's not going to get the job done, folks. He's not a he's not built for this. He's just not, and he's going to be a great running back slash tight end, but he's not a good quarterback. And he's got two touchdowns and five picks. And he's thrown 70 times. And he's only completed 41 passes. And they've been pretty ugly. So, no, I'm not a fan of that uh, situation. Their top receiver, Marquez Callaway, is pretty much an unknown. But he's got six touchdowns. Then Mike Evans on the other side is just reeling in touchdowns. 11 touchdowns caught. Don't forget, you know, they have other weapons like Godwin and other guys they can use. But uh, Antonio Brown on reserve. Um... But just, you know, and then the Saints got another receiver uh, suspended. So it's just too much going on there for the Saints. That that, that whole franchise is in shambles right now. Um, believe it or not, they're only six and seven. You know, they control their destiny right now in a, in a way. Uh, I don't think the second team in the NFC South makes the playoffs. I could be wrong. I just don't believe it. Um I think you got to be number one in the NFC South this season. And I think that's going to be the Bucs. I don't see that changing. I don't think there's enough time to change it. I don't believe there is. But I believe that the Buccaneers are just better built for this game. And they play their best ball at home, undefeated at home. The defense is stymieing anything. And the offense is just rolling. So, yeah, give me the Buccaneers here. I, I just don't like that Saints defense very much. I just don't think they hold up well when they're under pressure. Last game, Monday night football, and you get a good game. I mean, you're going to get a physical division game that matters for the Vikings. Um, for the Bears, they're just looking to play a little spoiler. They've been okay at home. The fans will be there. That much I can tell you. The beer and the brats will be out. Uh, Minnesota Vikings 6-7 and seven versus Chicago Bears 4-9 uh, and nine, uh, with a side of coleslaw. Not looking good uh, for the Bear. Bear down uh, in Chicago. And... The Vikings, you know, they, they'll they surprise you. That's all I can really say about them. They'll show up. They'll surprise you. Maybe by winning. Maybe by losing close. But in this game, I like the Vikings to win. Let me tell you why. I think Kirk Cousins is just lighting it up. He's in a good spot uh, in this game to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook. To throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. Um, Adam Thielen's questionable in this game. Uh, D.D. Westbrook's out. So they're going to be a little bit limited at receiver. But the Bears are limited on defense. Artie Burns, their cornerback's out. Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle's out. Larry Boom, their offensive tackle's out. Duke Shelley, their cornerback on IR. Uh, you know they don't have Khalil Mack. He's on IR. And Jason Peters is doubtful. They're all their offensive tackle. The Vikings defense is pretty good, actually. They'll get after Justin Fields like the Packers were doing um, in the second half. I see a lot of that happening. Um I think it's gonna be a pretty ugly game for Fields, but I think there'll be some bright spots too. Uh but I don't see much for that Bears team. You know, total set at 44. Uh Vikings on the road are minus two twenty uh favorites, minus four and a half on the spread. Now they're two and five on the road this season, but the Bears are two and four at home. So it's it's a it's null and void. it looks null and void. So I'm going to go with the Vikings, the firepower they have, and the Bears' just lack of defense, lack of ability to stay in games uh, and stay in shootouts. Um, so I think how many total points will be scored in this game? I don't I don't think it's going to be shootout. I think you get an under game because I think, you know, the Vikings are a little bit slower on the road. I think the Bears have a crappy field, so it's not going to be a field where, you know, um, as much as you'd like Dalvin Cook, it's not the game where he's going to be going running for 200 yards. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be a lot less than that. And David Montgomery, look, he's not going to run the ball. That He's not going to get many yards here against the Vikings defense. They're stopping the run pretty good. They're going to limit fields. They know what to expect. And if they don't, I'm just going to laugh. But uh, I like the Vikings to win. Total points scored, 34. 34 total points. That's it. That's all I think gets scored in that game. I think it's low scoring. It's cold, frigid. Monday night, Bears crowd's loud. Uh, I don't think Kirk Cousins has ever won on Monday night football, so this I think will be his first win. I think he can get it. I believe you will. So now comes the fun part where we recap all the picks. So let's start at the top for Thursday. Um, and this is gonna be fun. Here we go. We got Chiefs Chargers. I like the Chargers. Raiders Browns. I like the Raiders. Patriots, Colts. I like the Patriots Panthers vs Bills. I like the Bills. Jets vs Dolphins. I'm on the Dolphins. Washington vs. the Eagles. I'm on Washington. Arizona vs. Detroit. Gimme Arizona. Dallas Cowboys vs. New York Giants. Head to flip it. Give me the Cowboys. Tennessee Titans vs. Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on Titans. Houston Texans versus the Jaguars. No Urban Meyer. No Big Deep Fryer. Give me the Jaguars and the Buttermilk Biscuit. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Broncos. I like the Broncos. Falcons versus the 49ers. Give me the minor 49er Packers versus the Ravens. The Ravens. Go ahead and serve them crow. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Woo! Seattle Seahawks, versus the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Saints, versus the Buccaneers. Listen up. We're not crying any tears taking the Buccaneers this week, folks. Minnesota Vikings versus Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, Chicagoland. This is not the time. Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins get his first Monday night win. It's all happening. You've heard it all in the Super Show. You know where to go. Anchor.fm slash Preston Super Show oddmanout.ninja tap podcast it'll be right there and you'll see it in one of the first links when you go to the website too because it's the first it's the latest uh, podcast so it's another reason to go to oddmanout.ninja remember subscribe share with a hundred friends tell your family put it on at work let everybody know the super show is live ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen thank you for sticking around for Preston School. And look at the time. Look at the time. Look where the time has gone. we finished this recording right now. It's 2.35 p.m. plan is to get this up by 3. Give everybody time to listen to the Thursday Night Best Bets. Uh, let me make sure to hit you with those before uh, I go ahead and roll out of here. Uh, for tonight's Thursday Night Football game between Kansas City Chiefs versus the Chargers. I like uh, the Chargers spread first half plus two and a half on the spread minus 105 odds. Beautiful value. And the Chargers are a faster starting team. Uh, Then the uh, player prop I like is Patrick Mahomes interception line. Basically, he's just got to throw one interception tonight. And that's going to come back at plus 110 odds. I had a hit in the last game. So we're going right back to the well. Those are your two best bets. Those are your precise picks. That is the NFL Rundown for week 15. And ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Best of luck and good night, everyone.